This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Matthew chapter 18, but I can sum up Matthew chapter 18 in one word, and that one word is humility. Uh, The disciples asked Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus takes a small child and uses this child to illustrate to the disciples, if you want to be great in my kingdom, then you got to be like this child and you have to learn some humility. And then he goes about this, uh, he goes through this speech about humility and about sin and how the world is always going to be there tempting us. And if we go for that temptation, uh, then that becomes sin. And he talks about the, the he gives a parable about the sheep uh, uh, that, that goes astray. And the shepherd has to leave the 99 to go to that sheep, find that sheep that has gone astray. Why did it go astray? Because of pride. Something outside the fold has caught its attention and it has wandered away from the fold, away from the shepherd. And it's no longer under the shepherd's protection. Why? Because of pride. It has lost its humility. And so Jesus is trying to get them to understand the importance of humility. Uh, And then uh, he talks about humility in the church, in the kingdom, and and how amongst uh, the people who are his followers, how they should deal with sin. Because uh, he talk, you know, he says sin is or temptation is in, inevitable. God's going to give us a way of escape, but we don't always choose that way of escape. And therefore, when we decide to go astray and we let pride uh, uh, rise up in our lives, and and we we forget all about humility and we go for that sin and we fall into sin. Well, our our choices affects a lot of people, not just us, but the people that are around us, our friends, our loved ones, our coworkers, whoever. And and, and but in particular, it 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 hurts our brothers and sisters in Christ. And Jesus says, "This is how you need to deal with sin amongst my followers." And He says, "You go to them one on one, and you tell them they're in sin. And if that doesn't work, you go back." And you get some witnesses and you tell them what's going on and you come back to this brother or sister who is a follower of Christ and you say, look, I, I brought witnesses and you are in sin. And hopefully that will win them over and they'll, they will repent of their sins and turn from their sin and turn back to Jesus. But Jesus says if that doesn't work, then you bring it before the church. And, and there is a model that we uh, have to deal with sin amongst our brothers and sisters in Christ. And hopefully, you know, uh, we're not saying, we're not condemning that person. We're not judging that person, if you will, because it's not our place to judge. We, we don't put people into heaven or hell. We tell people how to get there, and they have to, be, they have to follow Jesus, and they have to be living for Jesus and being washed in the blood of Jesus. But when we choose sin, we are choosing not to be like Jesus. We're choosing not to walk with Jesus, we're walking in darkness, and 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 we're full of pride, and and that, like I said, that affects a lot of people, and and so Peter's gonna uh, be wise again, and he's gonna 
maybe he's trying to learn some humility here or something, learn about humility. So he's going to come up to Jesus. In verse 21, he asked Jesus a question. He says, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? And so what Peter is actually saying here is this. He's saying, look how humble I am. I'm willing to forgive somebody up to seven times. But you know what? After that seventh time, come that eighth time, if they're still hurting me, they're going to get it. They're going to get what's coming to them. And, and that would fit Peter's personality. And so Peter's question is going to get answered with yet another parable from Jesus. In verses 22 through 35, Matthew writes that Jesus says, when, when Peter asks this question, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? And Jesus says, no, not seven times, but 70 times seven. In other words, not 490 times, but an unlimited number. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring up his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed millions of dollars, and he couldn't pay it. So his master ordered him that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay his debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I'll pay all of it. And then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. And he grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. And his fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me, and I'll pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of his other servants saw this, they were very upset, and they went to the king and told him everything that had happened. And the king called and the man... Uh, the king called the man in that he had forgiven of his sin or of his debt and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. And Jesus finishes the parable by saying, That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Here's the bottom line. We're all sinners. We all owe a debt that we can never ever pay because Jesus died on the cross and he rose again to pay the debt that we owe God, that we owe Jesus. Because sin has separated us from God and Jesus come along to settle that debt with God. When we humble ourselves and we come to Jesus, we are washed in his blood and and that blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of his sacrifice that he made on the cross, it washes away every sin, past, present, and future. And as long as we are walking with Jesus on a daily basis, then we're in right standing with God because of what Jesus did. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Paul says, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, by faith in what? By faith in Jesus we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Down a few verses later, verses 6 through 11, Romans 5, 6 through 11. Paul says, when we were utterly helpless, there's nothing we could do. We were utterly helpless. Christ came at just the right time and died for us, uh, for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though some, someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his love, his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. 
And since we have been made right in God's sight, how? By the blood of Christ. We will certainly, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. It's amazing. It's a beautiful passage. Now, if we have made Jesus our Lord and Savior, we have been forgiven of a tremendous, tremendous debt. And in turn, as Jesus has already pointed out earlier in chapter 18, people are still going to sin. It doesn't matter if they follow Jesus on a daily basis and they're filled with the Holy Spirit. We still sin because we're not perfect. Only Jesus was perfect. So we continue to sin, even though we've been forgiven, even though we're walking with Jesus on a daily basis to the best of our abilities. We still make mistakes. We still sin. And that sin, it hurts the people that are around us. It hurts our friends. It hurts our family. It hurts our coworkers. Just those people that we come in contact with each and every day. But in particular, it hurts our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so Jesus is saying, we got to forgive. It's not an option. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 15, we covered this in the, uh, when we was breaking down Matthew chapter 6 in previous podcasts. You can go back and listen to those if you get a chance. But Jesus says, but if you do not forgive others their sins... Your Father, our Heavenly Father, He will not forgive your sins. It's not an option. Forgiveness is not an option. And Jesus is the ultimate example to look at. If you think about it, He's been mocked. He's been beaten beyond recognition, Isaiah says. They wouldn't even recognize Him. He's nailed to a cross. He's hung up on a public display outside of the gates, the city gates, to be humiliated. And people are walking by and they're shaking their heads. They're cussing at him. They're spitting at him. And the religious authorities are coming by saying, Hey, if you are the Christ, if you are the Son of God, save yourself. Come on down from that cross. And Jesus just looked at them. And he just listened to what they were saying. And as he was about to die, he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. They just don't understand it. They don't know what they're doing. Now, if Jesus can go through that punishment and that beating and that pain and yet forgive those who were causing that pain, we can do the same thing. Absolutely nothing is worth missing heaven. Think about that for a minute. Nothing is worth missing heaven. Let go of the grudge. Let go of that hurt. Let go of that pain that somebody has caused you many, many years ago. For you see, forgiveness, it, it, it doesn't let those people off the hook. It doesn't say what they did to you is okay. No, absolutely not. Forgiveness says that I'm going to release you, you, the one who caused me such pain and agony in my life, I'm, I'm going to release you from the retribution that you deserve. And I'm, I'm going to let God deal with you. And when you can come to this point, when you can forgive somebody that has hurt you and sinned against you, 
I don't even know how to explain this, but you will have the greatest peace that you will ever know. You see, forgiveness, is it's not for the offender. It's for the offended. Thinking about Jesus and going back to his example, Jesus was perfect. He never did anything wrong. All he did, all he was guilty of was showing grace and mercy and compassion to people, taking care of their needs, meeting other people's needs, and giving people hope. Even the religious leaders who wanted him dead, he died for them too. He was the offended, but he was willing to forgive the offender. Those Roman soldiers who mocked him, who pulled the beard off his face, who who shoved that crown of thorns on his head, who flogged him as hard as they could. The, 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 the flogging would just dig in his back and just rip the flesh off his back. And they put that robe on him and put that scepter in his hand and they mocked him. And then they, 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 they led him out to the place to be crucified. And they put those nails through his hands and his feet. And he hung there for six hours in pain and agony trying to breathe. And yet he cries out to God, Father, forgive them because they just don't know what they're doing. It's amazing, the power of forgiveness. He was the offended, but yet he was willing to forgive the offender. Why? Because he knew the power of forgiveness. And he is our example to follow. Yeah, but Randy, you don't you don't understand. You don't know what they did to me. You don't know the pain that they caused me. You're right. I don't know unless you email me and tell me. You can do that if you need to vent or talk. Uh, you can uh, email me at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com or at the end of the podcast, I give a, a, a number where you can text me and we can have a, a conversation. Um, so you're right. I, I don't know what you've been through. But you know what? We've all been through something. We all have stories. We all have a past. We all have pain in our lives. People have hurt us. People have wronged us. People have sinned against us. And Jesus says we got to forgive. I do know. What Jesus told Peter is that if we want to spend eternity with him and with God the Father and with the Holy Spirit and with all the angels that are in heaven, if if we want to spend eternity with them, then we must forgive. It's not an option. And here's the thing. We don't just forgive one time. We have to keep on forgiving because there's going to be times that, that, that you're going to be offended again and, and, and not by that same perpetrator or maybe by that same perpetrator. And you have to forgive over and over and over again. Or maybe they don't, they don't, they're not a part of your life anymore, but yet you still have memories of, of, of what happened. And, and so that memory tries to come back and raise its ugly head. And you just got to squash it like a bug. And you have to remind yourself, I'm forgiven, therefore I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to leave them in God's hands and let God deal with them. And hopefully they're going to repent and hopefully they'll find Jesus and be in heaven. That's the ultimate goal. We have to forgive. It is not an option. And if you think about it, you know, I said this, this whole chapter is just example after example after example of, of learning humility. And isn't that what humility is all about? Because humility forgives What's the opposite of humility? We shared it in the last podcast, and that's pride. 
that that sheep that was with the was in a, a hundred fold of sheep, and one one something catches its attention outside the fold and it wanders off, and the ninety nine are left there, and the shepherd has to go after the one that wandered off. Well, why did that one wander off? Because of pride. Pride. It, it was humble at one point. It was under the leadership of the shepherd, but pride came in. And, and it wandered off and it strayed away and the shepherd have to, had to go after it. Well, humility forgives. Pride says, get revenge, get retribution, get all that you can from them because they hurt you. Pride holds grudges. Pride says, get them back. And humility says, let them go. Let God deal with them. Because when when we practice humility and we forgive, it just, I, I, like I said, I don't even know how to explain this, but it just releases you. And, and it releases them and it just gives you the greatest peace that you could ever know. That's, that's just the only way I can know how to explain it. Just like the man in the parable Jesus told, he was forgiven of all his debt, millions of dollars, yet he goes out and he finds people who owe him just thousands of dollars. You can see the extreme that Jesus is using here. This guy owed a ton of money and he was forgiven of his debt, but he goes out and finds these people who owe him just a little bit of money and he's not willing to forgive. He, he, does, not, he, he does not show mercy. He demanded instant payment and when they couldn't produce the money right then and there, he has them thrown into prison where they have to work off the debt. Now, that pride would cost this man dearly according to the parable that Jesus get the story that Jesus gives because somebody saw how he was treating that person that owed him money and they go back to the king and they tell the king what or how this person is acting and the king gets hot. He gets very upset. And he brings this person that he has forgiven back in. And he says, I showed you mercy and I gave you uh, uh, forgiveness for all this debt that you owe me. I spared your family because they were all going to be put in prison until they paid off this debt. He's, I spared you. I spared your family. I've forgiven you all this debt. And you couldn't do the same thing you should have. But you didn't. You didn't show mercy. You went out there and you found somebody that owed you money. And you grab them by the throat and you're choking them and you're threatening them. And then you throw them in prison because they didn't have the money. You didn't. You, you weren't willing to forgive. And you should have done the same thing for them that I've done for you. And it's the same thing with us today. It's a question that we have to answer on a daily basis. Should I forgive? Yes. Yes. And you know what? Sometimes it's not easy. But it is necessary. Forgiveness is not an option. It's absolutely necessary. And this man's pride would condemn him. This whole chapter is about humility. And this man was not willing to humble himself. But he let pride arise into his life. And his pride would condemn him. He had been set free from the penalty that he owed. All this money that he owed. All this debt, but yet he wasn't willing to show mercy to those who owed him. And his pride got in the way and he, he held on to those grudges instead of forgiving those grudges. 
you're going to pay right now or else. And Jesus says that the guy was thrown back into prison and that he was tortured until his debt was paid. Here's the thing. The man that would never be able to pay that debt, he would never be able to pay that debt. The, the, the debt was too great. He owed too much. And now that he is in prison, it was just going to be impossible to pay. He, he, he would never be able to, to repay that debt to that king. And so what Jesus is giving us here in this parable, or to his disciples and to us, he's giving a picture of what happens to someone who has been forgiven of their sin, because we owe a debt that we can never pay. It's too great. Jesus paid it. And yet, those of us who have been forgiven of our sins, this is a great picture of what happens if we choose to go out and not forgive others who have sinned against us when our sins have been forgiven. And you know what happens in that passage, in that story? They don't make it to heaven. They're thrown into prison, trying to pay off that debt for eternity. Oh, you know, they thought they were going to heaven because, you know, they've been forgiven. But because of their pride and their unwillingness to forgive others, they're sent to hell. They're sent, that in that parable, they were sent to prison. But it's a literal picture of somebody who has been forgiven of their sins and they will not forgive people who have sinned against them, who have wronged them. That, that's what sparked this whole uh, parable to begin with. Peter says, how often do I have to, because Jesus has done said, when a brother or sister uh, sins against you, here's how you deal with it. And then Peter comes up and says, hey, how many times do I have to forgive this person? Seven times? And Jesus says, no, seven times seven. In other words, countless times. Countless times. You always forgive. That's the thing to do. I'm, this is the example that I'm leaving you. And and the per, the person that Jesus uses in this parable was forgiven, but yet they was not willing to forgive those who owed them money. And it's a picture of our sins being forgiven by God through the blood of Jesus Christ. And somebody comes along and and they sin against us. They hurt us. They've caused us pain and and so much sorrow. And and, and instead of forgiving them, we hold grudges and we hold that against them and and we want to pay them back. And and what Jesus is saying here is, you got to let it go, man. Whatever they've done to you in the past, yes, I acknowledge that it hurts. What happened to Jesus? Jesus, I'm just speaking in place of Jesus here. Jesus is saying, look at what happened to me on the cross. Look at the pain that I went through, yet I forgave those who offended me. You have to do the same thing. You have to show grace and mercy. You have to be full of humility and not pride. You have to forgive because eternity depends on it if you want to go to heaven jesus says you goes all the way back to the, the very beginning of chapter 18 uh two podcasts ago you got to be like this child and you got to be humble you got to be humble a child can play with another child and get hurt by that child accidentally or on purpose they can get in a tizzy over something. You know, they can fight over a toy, but within just a few minutes, 
they've forgotten all about what had happened, and they're back to playing with their friends, laughing and cutting up and running around the playground and having a good old time. Why? Just like we've been talking about in this whole chapter, it all boils down to humility. It's a great lesson that we can all learn. And again, as we end this podcast, I just want to challenge you to get in the Word of God. Find a strong concordance. Google the word humility and how many times it was used in the Bible, where it was used in the Bible. Uh, that's why I say you can look up a Strong's Concordance. I think there's one called Thayer's Concordance as well. And you can find all the places that the word humble or the word humility is used in the Bible. And read those verses and learn what it means to be humble. Because Jesus was humble. And Jesus thought it important enough to take this small child and use this small child as an illustration to his disciples. When they said, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says, if you want to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, then be like this child. Learn some humility. Live for me and put me first. And if we're going to do that, then we have to forgive. We have to let go. Let go of the past. Let go of the pain. Let go of all that stuff. That go- I, I, I know how hard that is done it myself we all have a story we all have pain from our past but let god deal with it it's too great for you it's too hard for you release those people and give them to god humble yourselves before god and you will experience the greatest peace you have ever experienced in your life i guarantee it i promise you Jesus promised you. Give it a try. Learn some humility. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Thank you for watching on YouTube. And thank you for sharing this Grinded podcast with your friends and your family, co-workers. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to the Grinded podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grinded Podcast with a friend. God bless you and remember, keep grinding.